0: It'd be nice if the world you could soak inside chocolate
1: too. Maddie have you ever tried Cadbury chocolate
0: yes Ella I love Cadbury chocolate
1: me too I love Cadbury chocolate so much we really recommend it
0: We encourage all of you to go buy some Cadbury chocolate we just can't get enough of
1: Cadbury chocolate.
0: I used to play the chocolate game at sleepovers, and it was fun because we'd use Cadbury chocolate.
1: Sometimes I think I'd really like some chocolate, so I go out and I buy Cadbury chocolate.
0: Yes, when I'm at the shops, it's always Cadbury chocolate for me. I love top dicks. I don't know. I have
1: no idea. So I'm so afraid it's going to happen again. I'm so I frightened. I really don't know what to do. I'm so <laughs> scared it's going to happen again. No, uh, Millie, Mil- Mil- <laughs> say something. Oh. I'm buying a gift.
0: There's only one thing I go straight to, and that's a
1: box of celebrations. No, 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 favourite. Millie. It's favorite She means favorites. favorites. She means favorites. No, oh, no. no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> On the first of October, 1971, five children aged between eight and twelve participated in a tour of a factory in Upper Munich. Five children went in, four came out maimed, and one never left. Over the past decade, we spent every working day investigating what happened within the walls of that manufacturing plant. One thing is clear, these children have never seen justice.
1: One story told week by week. Come with us as we go beyond the news cycle to work out how a day of horror was spun into a rags-to-riches tale. Who is responsible? And how did they get away with it? We're Maddie, Ella and Millie. This is The Candyman.
0: There's no earthly way of knowing. He's singing, which direction we are going. Hi, it's your host Maddie,
1: Your host Ella.
0: And Millie.
1: Welcome back. This is episode two of The Candyman.
0: Listeners, pay no mind to the Cadbury Gorilla. We fed him uncooked rice and now he's passed out. <coughs> 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 I'm sorry about that, guys. It's It's really stuffy
1: in the booth. How was your week, Maddie? Bad. And yours, Millie?
0: Maddie, why do you look so stressed? I go speeding fine in the mail this morning, so... Oh.
1: You've got a lead foot.
0: What? Mm. I didn't know that.
1: She always speeds while we're driving together.
0: That <sighs> is a bad choice for a foot, Maddie. Some sort of plastic no, would be better. No, no, that's not what I mean. It must be a hard life for you. <sighs> a foot made of lead. I'm such a fucking
1: idiot. Okay, um, Millie, why do you have a black eye?
0: I got punched. Okay, well, let's get into it, shall we? Um, Our many listeners are no doubt anxious to hear where we shall be turning our attention to next.
1: Today, it is time to unpack the real experiences of two more of the implicated families.
0: The Salts and the TVs.
1: Before we do, we are delighted to announce that over the course of the coming episodes, one lucky listener will have the chance to be awarded a grand prize. That's right, a grand prize for one lucky listener.
0: And just to be clear to you listeners, this is Ella's thing. Um, I've no idea what this is. She won't tell me it what the prize is. It could
1: be the grand okay. prize. Yeah,
0: yep. okay. The First up today is Mike TV.
1: A volatile little boy who loves television and guns for Mike TV is the centre of the world.
0: According to the
1: retellings,
0: once he's placed in front of that box, no one can disturb him, lest they meet his rage. He
1: is always moody, snapping at those who speak to him.
0: Isolating himself, out to prove that he is smarter and therefore better than everyone else.
1: He manages to analyse Wonka's ticket distribution system so carefully that he needs to buy only one ticket.
0: A whole team of scientists built a supercomputer to achieve this task and they were stumped. This angry little boy was wiser than all of them. He has a penchant for violence. Here he is on the record, demanding a gun from his father. Mike, would you tell us this? If... Wait till I get a real one. Colt 45. Pop won't let me have one yet, will you, Pop? Not till you're 12, son. It only gets worse. You like the killings, huh? What do you think life's
1: all about? This child is a real worry, in my opinion at least. Really? He was just a little boy. He will have turned out absolutely fine. Absolutely. I mean,
0: people worry way too much about the influence of TV on kids. I mean, I watched TV when I was a kid. I'm fine.
1: Yeah, I watch TV sometimes. I'm absolutely fine.
0: I didn't watch TV. That's a case in point there. So he will have grown up into a lovely,
1: well-adjusted young man. Yeah, a beautiful boy. And to be honest, we consider this to be another disturbing bent in the story we have been told. Mm. What was Mike's crime? Mm-hmm. Being a young boy who enjoys a film or two?
0: Absolutely. I mean, he, he's no doubt a beautiful stand-up person right now. I mean, it's it's so unfair that poor Mike was
1: condemned like that. I bet he's a little poor saint. I bet he's a beautiful man. Poor guy. Poor Mike. Poor Mike. Poor Mike. <gasps> oh, oh, my God. Oh, no, where, where, that? where did that come
0: where from? Where is that coming from? Over here, you assholes! We turned towards the closed studio door, looking for the source of the sound. I still shiver when I think about what we saw next. Sliding through the crack underneath the door was Mike TV. Stretched by Wonka's taffy puller, a two-dimensional man slithering like a snake, invisible when standing side on, lightning fast in his movements. Oh my god! God. (laughs) Mike TV? That's right, you little bitch!
1: Mike TV's physique lent him unnatural stealth there was no way to predict where he might move next. At one moment, he slid inside the space between my t-shirt and my body, reappearing centimeters from my face.
0: Oh, get oh, out of oh, there! Oh, get out of there! Mike, what do you want? What language are you speaking? Cause it sounds like bullshit! BAM! 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 Oh, Stop shooting! Oh my god, why did he start on, on again, again side. Oh, my, Why where is, is this going? happening? Why is he here? Oh, I want ah, ah, There is I don't like to call it revenge! Returning the favour sounds nicer. For some moments in life, there are no words. Sometimes, when I'm alone, visions of Mike TV's body fill my head and I have to close my eyes to stop the tears.
1: Mike TV, I'm not sure what you think we did, but I'm sure we can work it out if you just... This your opinion is wrong! Bam, bam!
0: Mike TV was so angry at us, and we did not know why.
1: After you? Hell should be easy! Bam, bam! Mike TV sprinted to the edge of the studio, bent over, and fed himself through the printer. We could only assume this was an intimidation tactic because it worked. It was so threatening we did not know how to respond.
0: Mike TV printed himself. I hated him instantly. Millie came out of her booth and lunged at Mike TV, grabbing him out of the printer's paper tray. Mike TV was blindsided by this attack. Millie folded Mike TV like a napkin, taking him back into the booth. She lifted up a corner of the ceiling and put him inside the cavity. His yelps became coughs and the coughs became silence.
1: Oh my god! Oh my god!
0: I hate my TV so much. Absolutely, TV TV ruined him. TV
1: ruined that little boy. He He was the worst man.
0: Evil, terrible. Well, I'm glad that we cleared that one up. Me too. (laughs) really stuffy shut in the tech booth. Shut your booth door, Millie, because we really need to get back into things, if you could. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. just shut that. Thank you.
1: The Candyman. Next up, Veruca Salt. Veruca Salt, we know as the cruel and spoiled heir to a nut empire. She demands everything that she wants and she gets it without question.
0: In the 1971 retelling, she is not portrayed in a flattering light. In fact, she is depicted as using her father's factory employees to find a ticket.
1: Her father's name is Henry. His wife's name is Henrietta.
0: Henry and Henrietta. Henry and Henrietta. The question on everybody's lips, are they related? There is one field recording from Veruca that got under my skin and quite frankly, it keeps me up at night. Gooses, geeses. I want my geese to lay gold eggs for Easter. It
1: will, sweetheart. At
0: least a hundred a day. Anything you say. And by the way, I want a feast.
1: You ate before you came to the factory.
0: I want a bean feast. What the fuck is a bean feast? Well, i'm glad you asked because no, i've done a bit of not really research yeah. a bean feast is an informal term for a celebratory meal especially an annual summer dinner given by an employer to their employees tracing back to 1725 at the feast a pie with a special bean buried inside it is a great feature the person who had the slice of cake containing the bean was called the bean king for the rest of the night They were given a paper crown to wear and appointed various court officials. And of course, when the king took a drink, all of the party would shout, The king drinks! Let's can we just move past the bean feast? Why did this spoiled little brat demand a bean feast? Millie, this has... It's not something
1: a child would usually want! The bean feast has nothing to do with Veruca. Exactly. There are much more troubling things at stake. Listen to this piece of audio. Mr. Saltz speaking to Veruca at his factory.
0: Where is it? Why haven't they found it? Faruka, sweetheart, I'm not a magician.
1: The lady doth protest too much. I think he is a magician. Oh
0: that has nothing to do with things either.
1: I didn't know he had a phone.
0: Answer it, Millie. Hello?
1: Up the airy mountain, down the rushing glen, We dare not go a-hunting, for fear of scary men. This is Millie. Nobody ever goes in, nobody ever comes out. By greater powers I've been sent to warn girls three of a rat in the tent. Trust in no one, not even your friends. If the rat prevails, it will mean your end now. I have a poem for you. It is very important that you listen. Here it is. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered, weak and weary.
0: I hung up. Um, did did they leave a number? Who was that? I think it was the Tinker. Who? It's the knife salesman who accosts Charlie at the gates of the factory. He travels around with a cart full of knives and he scares Charlie with a poem. Oh, oh right. that guy. Creepy. He's a weird guy. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. Millie, do you have um? Do you have a clip of, of... Yes.
1: After I finished my paper route, I was in front of Wonka's. And there was a strange man there. I think he was a tinker. He was standing right behind me looking up at the factory. Just before he left, he said. Nobody ever goes in. Nobody ever comes out.
0: (sighs) Yep, that was definitely him. Okay, my God, that is so scary. How did he know this number? Isn't this a hired space? I don't know, Maddie, but I didn't like it.
1: No, none of us liked it, okay? Yeah, let's just get back into the case. Yeah,
0: okay. um, Well, we sent Millie to meet with Veruca looking for answers.
1: We needed to work out what was really going on with her. What was all this about a bean feast? Was her father a magician? The details were hazy. We needed to clear it up. When I
0: went to meet with Varuka, I got more than I bargained for. Daddy, I'm not your daddy, Varuka, but I do have some questions about the day you went into the factory. I've heard there's a grand prize going on your show, and I want it. Sorry, Varuka, but I just want to talk about. I want it! I want it now! Varuka, please. When you first shook hands with Willy Wonka- Give it to me or I'll scream! It quickly became clear that Veruca was too much for me to handle on my own. She was a little brat and she needed some discipline. It was time for me to hire Supernanny UK.
1: Let's take a look and see what we got here.
0: I strive to create a happy interview environment for Veruca, but despite my best efforts, trouble is never far away. <sighs> she refuses to eat anything I put in front of her, she's staying up past her bedtime. Super Nanny, I need your help.
1: Millie, I'm coming for you. Hello, everybody. Millie, Veruca, nice to meet you.
0: Why have you brought her here? You're a rotten, mean mother. You never give me anything I want. She's a naughty kid who just wants and wants and wants. It's
1: exhausting, Supernanny. And what does little Veruca do when she doesn't get what she wants?
0: I scream and I bite and I cut you, Joe Frost. I cut your head off.
1: Unacceptable. What's mum doing about this?
0: I'm just worried about disciplining her. It just sets her off, Supernanny.
1: This is what you need to do.
0: What an absolute waste of a contact. What did you call Super Nanny UK for? You can't even do a simple interview without calling Super Nanny UK to come and do your dirty work. Super Nanny punched me in the eye. And what did we learn from that? Let's unpack what we found. Veruca is volatile, so maybe she did deserve what happened to her inside the factory. Nevertheless, she was a child, Well, I
1: think that's about all the time we have for today.
0: Uh, is it? Time to wrap
1: up now. All this talk of bean feasts, and I think it is time for a bean feast of my own. The tar ladies.
0: Did she just go to wank? I'm I'm almost ninety percent sure that she just went off to wank. We don't have time, Millie. Too late because she'll have started now. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Sorry, I think I'm allergic to something in the tech booth One of us has to stop Ella's beanfish. feast he not! You go, quick
1: Hello? There's a rat in the tent
0: <clears throat> It was the tinker again, Millie, block that number I can't <sighs>
1: Thank you for your patience, ladies. Millie, you can start recording again now. (coughs) Millie, is that blood? Where? On your inhaler.
0: Oh yeah, that's been happening lately.
1: (coughs) Oh oh, oh Oh my god, Millie, Millie, you have have blood on your lung. lung!
0: I feel dizzy. That was episode two of The Candyman. This six-part series was written, produced, and performed by Big Big Big, a comedy trio featuring Millie Holton, Maddie Savage, and Ella Laurie. It was mixed by Alan McConnell and supported by the Yarra City Council. Our illustrations were made by Millie, our cover design by Maddie, and music and editing by Ella. Thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to know about our other projects, you can find us on social media at Comedy. If you enjoyed this episode, the absolute best way to support the series is to post about it on your preferred social network and leave a review and rate it on iTunes. Thanks again. Uh, We really appreciate you listening and we'll see you next week for episode three.